1045 The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is The Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. Presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. This is the Big Six. I'm not Jason Martin. I am Brittany Wench in studio tonight with Avery Harder and Rhett Bryan of Titans Radio. Uh, together, the three of us actually make up the podcast Step One Learn Sports. We right. literally just got out of the podcast studio wrapping up uh, this week's podcast. Jumped on over here on air. Jason Martin is out for the evening. You know, we always talk about this when we host Michaels and Mueller about which one of us is Michaels and yes. who is Mueller. <laughs> which one of us three would be the lead writer? Because Jason Martin's the lead writer. True. Someone's got to take over. be me. I'll be the lead. I'm not a good writer. I'll take over lead tweeting. If you want to follow us on Twitter at S1LS Podcast, I'll be tweeting there in the zone all night. I'll, and, and I'll be the lead writer because I do enjoy writing. You know, I think that's one of the arts that, like, if I could go back and do college over again, I would probably do something in journalism. I loved it. I was a journalism major, and I loved it. Yeah, see, well, and I went to the University of Missouri, which they was then. major J school. Yeah, major J school. So yeah. it's kind of one of those regrets in, uh, in my life. But um, we have a fun show uh, planned for you guys tonight. We're going to talk some XFL later, uh, some NFL football. Derek Henry was. Derek Henry was recently on Bussin' with the Boys. We want to get into that a little bit later on his comments. Um, but some news that kind of came out earlier today. I don't um, know how this always happens. Every time no, we host yeah. the Big Six or Michaels and Mueller, there is breaking news. And tonight is no different. We have coming straight from Adam Schefter. NFL playoff structure is about to be changed. Under the current CBA proposal, seven teams from each conference will make the playoffs with only one buy per conference, sources are telling ESPN. It'll go into effect this upcoming season. They are there voting on it in New York. And veteran writer Peter King tweets, owners and key executives on the way to New York tonight. Just talked to one who said that he doubted there would be summoning membership to New York City without a CBA deal that they uh, that they would approve. Uh, it would still have to be approved by NFLPA as well to get done, but this is uh, big news because the 2020 is the last year of a 10-year collective bargaining agreement that was struck after uh, a, not a super lengthy but a pretty good lockout in 2011 that was put together at the 11th hour, I mean literally days before the first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game in Canton back then. Um, so this is big that they're, that they're moving forward. They're They're talking about stuff, and so – this is a good sign uh, that the NFL continues to be the North American sport of choice in terms of popularity and those things by avoiding a lockout or a strike. So, Red, answer this for me. If this is going into the last year of the current CBA, does that mean that they're only testing it out for this year and then they'll add it in for the next yeah, this year be, contract they do? Like yeah, this, this would be, be an extension year? past the 2020 NFL upcoming okay. season. So this would be... And I would think, given the parameters of how it's put together before, it would be another 10-year deal if, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, yeah, this is good news if you're an NFL football fan. because uh, And here's the other thing driving this, like everything else, is money. And these NFL television contracts will be up in this window of time, too, in this new CBA. And they just get more and more handsome for the NFL in all of this. 
so that means the salary cap will go up. It's expected to go up again. They will release salary cap numbers here in the coming days and weeks before the fit new fiscal year, and it'll go up another eight, ten, twelve million bucks uh, over what it was last year. So it'll be nearly two hundred million dollars this year, about one ninety eight and change if it goes up to what I think it will. Crazy. We will keep you posted on that as more news comes in. I guess um, a lot of the NFL players are tweeting about it right now. They are tweeting about it. My question is, does this push back the Super Bowl one week? Or no, no, because does it eliminate that break from championship weekend to the Super Bowl? Uh, they, they've been years where they've done that anyway, from conference championships to Super Bowl. Uh, I'd be interested to just kind of see a layout. This has happened so quickly here as you guys have come on the air. I want to see a little more laid out version of what we're talking about here before because uh, obviously Adam Schefter, he has a huge, uh, you know, connect uh, network that he works in this thing, and he's getting this from from the proper people. I don't. It's not that I don't believe him at all. Yeah. I just want to kind of see what the exact parameters are and what's being proposed. Because the other thing on this it, it, that I'm sure is being thought of and proposed is a 17 game regular season schedule and and taking one away from the preseason. So you're talking about an expansion possibly of rosters. Uh, practice squads and maybe you know an extra bye week in those things and certainly the money in this because again those television contracts would be for one more regular season game on all the three or four networks so the players were going to want more money out of this thing oh yeah one game you'd think wouldn't be a huge deal it adds a whole bunch of other conversation Many layers to this, and like I said, we will be keeping you updated as uh, as more headlines pop out about this. Um, uh, another headline that, uh, in regards to the NFL that hit today, Greg Robinson, who is the lineman for the Cleveland Browns, uh, arrested at the U S Mexico border. We touched on this during our podcast just now. Um, but he is currently with the Cleveland Browns. He was the second overall draft in 2014 to the Rams when they were in St. Louis played for the Detroit lions for a little bit. Um, TMZ tells us that he was busted at the border with, and I quote in all caps, a lot of marijuana. <laughs> um, so is TMZ suddenly, I've never thought of them as a reputable source, to be quite honest. No. I, if I saw it on TMZ, I have to go. I like, for example, uh, when the news about Kobe Bryant came out yeah, and TMZ was the first one, I think, I don't think I'm alone here when I waited for somebody else to confirm it before thinking that this was actually a real thing. Well, I thought any, it was a hoax. Any good journalist, which you have that uh, background, would, would it's the three sources in yes. this thing is what you're looking for. But you wanted to look for a more viable, reputable source, whether it's a network television or radio outfit, whatever it is, other than TMZ. And you're right, because they their media footprint is much like when you're when your grandma's in the grocery store and she's looking at the Nash, National yes. Enquirer or, or Star <laughs> yes. and she's checking out groceries, right? Right. Uh, and what's crazy about that is, you know, about 50% of the stories in those things are actually true. That's but what people don't realize. But there anyway. There is a nugget of truth behind yeah. everything. But TMZ has had this for a long time. And I don't know who they have working for them, but they get stories of of the Kobe Bryant ilk quicker than anyone. I don't know how they do it, but I, as I was explaining to you ladies when we were recording the, the latest Step One Learn Sports podcast, which is about to drop as soon as I'm finished here. Uh, but uh, it's how I found out Michael Jackson died back in 2009. That's they were crazy. the first ones that had it. Now, this is, you know, this is before Twitter. This is, I mean, this is 
before real social media. This was just online, their online presence. You could find breaking, and I saw it before anybody had that, and it seems like they've been that way for years. They must think- have an expansive network of You think they just sleuths. have moles everywhere? Like they have to. Greg Robinson had a I think lot they pay of weed. big cash too. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. I agree. Thing. I agree. You have yeah. a video of an NFL player, you know, punching his girlfriend or something like that. You're going to get yeah. paid. Yes. Big money. And they do not want to be tied. Like, the, like if if it's if it's me taping that and selling it, I do not want to be tied in any way, shape, or form. It's it's cash directly. Yeah. But I want to know if <laughs> <laughs> anonymous <laughs> anonymous yes tip. If they found out that Robinson was dabbling in the drug game, if they pulled like an FBI move, like they planted themselves as a purchaser of the product just to get him, not just to get him caught because that's a little too much, I feel like, for TMZ, even though they did report Kobe's death before his wife was notified. But they have they have moles in there. They are... I think they're stirring the pot as much as they can until it gets enough that they have to be the first one to know the drama because they're yeah. creating the drama. Like they've got to be pulling some strings at some level. Well, and think about it like this. We, um, on our podcast, one of our early podcasts, one of our first guests we had on was reality, Steve. And he, for those of you who don't know, reality, Steve is the guy that leaks all of the spoilers for, uh, the bachelor franchise, which probably sounds, you know, uninteresting, but the fact that he can get all of the spoilers for this show, this franchise that has, just been around for, I mean, since the early 2000s, this has been around. Yeah. Um, and he said that he started out very gradually where he was just kind of writing blogs for reality TV. And then one of his like ex-girlfriends, it was an ex-girlfriend of his who was on the flight with one of the contestants, Nick Vile, explaining to somebody on the flight that he didn't win Andy Dorfman's season of The Bachelor. She, the ex-girlfriend of reality Steve, recorded the whole conversation sent it to reality Steve and that was his like first big break. Now he is seen as like the most, he doesn't get it right all the time, but he is seen as like a very reputable source. I'd imagine it's the same with TMZ. I would agree. I think that TMZ is about 80% reputable, not respectful by any means, but 80% reputable and just enough information to get people to buy in. And they're obviously don't have a huge amount of journalistic integrity or, just common sense for content when their direct quote from this Greg Robinson story is had a lot of weed. That is not a, I need numbers. I need how he transported it. And with intent, what all did he have with him? Like who is holding him in the U S Mexico chambers? I don't think that's the right word for what happens at the border, but (laughs) honestly, who knows? He's not in a cage. He's in a lot of wall. This is, if this is true, he is in a lot of trouble. Especially if he's going over international federal, borders. Federal charges yes. here. I mean, he yeah. is going he's not going to the county jail. This is the big deal here. Uh hey, give me a, I'm gonna give you an update here about the collective bargaining agreement that's being proposed with the NFL. Bring it. Here's what we know. Seven playoff teams per conference instead of six. One playoff by per conference instead of two. 17 regular season games instead of 16, which takes the preseason games to three instead of four, and that the 17-game season would not take effect until 2021 at the earliest. And it might even be past that just because of all the things I mentioned a few minutes ago where you're talking about an expansion of rosters, practice squads, possibly another bye week. Um, Certainly NFLPA and players wanting to get more money because there's another regular season game which would up 
what the NFL already makes in the television contracts. So this is an interesting development, and if they get something hammered out, I mean, here's the thing. If they're getting something hammered out, you know, before their last season of a of a deal, because this how this happened back in 2011, it got nasty. After the playoffs and the Super Bowl, they had the NFL draft, and then they were off, done, it. There was nothing. So this is very positive that all this is taking place taking place now in February, uh, months before the last year of a collective bargaining agreement takes place. Now, there's nothing in there that says the 17-game season would go to what we've seen a few people talk about in this offseason for players can only play X amount of games. You wouldn't be able to start yeah, everyone and, all 17 And that'd be games. an interesting sidebar conversation to see if there's any language that I'm sure the NFLPA would have some things to say about that because you're talking about messing with a guy's ability to be a vested veteran with pension and those kinds of things is three years and three games is what it currently is. And we may be taking too deep a dive here, but there are things there that not only messing with the player's money game check to game check, but long-term in this, when you're talking about, you can only play in 15 to the 17 or whatever, because then you're talking about all kinds of strategery that there is a ton of anyway, in terms of the chess matches with these, guys every week and year you know hiding guys on practice squads and all kinds of stuff they do yeah um but this is this is exciting um and we will keep you posted and updated with uh with more of uh from the cba as it comes out um i am Brittany wench this is avery harder we've got rhett bryan of titans radio in for jason martin tonight on the big six uh our conversation on 104.5 the zone continues next so Welcome back to the Big Six. I am Brittany Wench. This is Avery Harder, Rhett Bryan of Titans Radio in studio for Jason Martin tonight. Together we are the podcast Step One Learn Sports. And Rhett Bryan just let us know that he has launched our most recent podcast. That's right. Don't listen to it right now because you're (laughs) obviously listening to 104.5 The Zone Big Six. But if you're free after this, listen to that one and then listen to all of them we've released over the last year. If you need a little bit more of us, you can go ahead and find that on Spotify. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on 1045thezone.com. That's right. Check out Twitter at S1LS Podcast. We are anywhere and everywhere. You cannot hide from us. Uh, Right before we went to break, and actually right before we uh, turned the mics on, uh, we had some breaking news about the CBA. The owners um, in the NFL are on their way to New York right now as we speak um, to vote on some of the new regulations and one aspect that they're voting on is 17 regular season games as opposed to 16. And uh, Rhett Bryan with us here, we were talking about how players are going to want more money for that, if that's the case. If they end up bumping it up to more games, they're going to want more money to play, right. um, which uh, kind of leads us into this uh, this conversation about Tom Brady coming to Nashville. Now, I've thought... Long and hard about this. Derrick Henry was recently on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast, and I think he put it so beautifully, um, especially coming from a player who's on the team. Derrick Henry was um, on Bustin' with the Boys. He talked with um, Taylor Lewan and um, Will Compton, Will Compton yep. about uh, would they want Tom Brady. They kept asking him about Tom Brady, like what would he want? And he said, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, but why, is, why can't Tannehill be the guy? 
Why can't he be? And I think speaking from somebody who's on that offense, I I, I really I, I do agree with him. Like what what would it take for people to say, no, 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 we would rather have Tannehill over Tom Brady? I, I your thoughts. I'm I'm curious. Well, first of all, there's another common denominator with all three of those players. They are all unrestricted free agents. Agreed. Yep. Tom Brady is on the market for the first time ever. Ryan Tannehill was a one-year deal after a trade before the 2019 season. And Derrick Henry is now done with his rookie contract because he was a second-round pick. It's a four-year deal. Um, there will be a divide, and there already is kind of in Titans fandom, between the let's go get the GOAT who's won six world championships and see if we can load the wagons for a couple-of-year run, or loyal in the fact that Ryan Tannehill did a great job for the Titans and was a big reason why they made it to the AFC Championship game uh, in the 2019 season. Probably his best as a pro, but taking into consideration he never had a big running back like Derrick Henry in Miami as a Dolphin. He probably never really had an offensive line like the Titans do. Um, And Look, the most likely scenario out of all of this is that the Titans retain Ryan Tannehill by either a franchise tag or an extension. And Tom Brady, likely, I think the two most likely scenarios is he stays in New England on a one- or two-year deal or he goes to the Los Angeles Chargers because he is a California native. That ties in the whole thing with um, Giselle and Hollywood and all that. And they will be without, for the first time in a long time, the services of quarterback Phillip Rivers who will probably go somewhere like Indianapolis or Tampa. Uh, this is one of the most interesting off-seasons league-wide and certainly for the Titans because they have a covey of, of, of un, uh, restrict, unrestricted free agents of their own, and then there's big names on the market altogether. Um, you know, I think the thing that will probably work out is Ryan Tannehill's a Titan moving forward. Could Tom Brady come here? I mean, sure, crazier things have happened. You can draw the lines to... Vrabel played with him as a head coach uh, now, but back then was his teammate. Uh, John Robinson was in that scouting organization as he cut his teeth on his path to become a general manager in the league. Um, so they know him. Um, but, I, ju- you know, it just depends on what they want to do. I mean, he had – and some people think he goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. They've, I've heard – yeah, I've heard a lot of They floated out Raiders. there a possibility of a two-year $60 million deal or whatever. Uh is it a possibility? Yes. Is it a probability? Probably not. Well, here's why I think if I'm Tom Brady, I have been playing with the same team for about 20 years. Yep. And I have, at this point, I get to dictate where I'm going to go sure. because of my stature. To me, money isn't necessarily the thing. I want to go. I'm, I'm looking at the second half of my life now, right? I'm in my 40s. Um how many people let's take let's take Matt Duchesne, for example, who just signed with the Predators this past this season. Um, he said in his interview that he chose Nashville because of the family friendly environment that it that it has. So many celebrities have chosen to move here because of what Nashville is, the city that it is. It's a place to, quote unquote, retire. It's a place to raise your family. I think that from a family man standpoint, I don't know if he necessarily thinks like I want to be the highest paid quarterback of all time. I don't know if that is something that's high in his list. I think he's thinking more family oriented. Where do I want to spend the second half of my life? Maybe play a couple seasons left. Yeah. And to me, that answer is Nashville. When I think about all the other teams he could go to. Okay. Well, to your point, you're right. Whether it's rock musicians, country musicians, celebrities, whatever, 
they come here to either live partially, retire, whatever, because weather's not terrible. There's no state income tax. Most of the time, people are pretty still friendly around here in Middle Tennessee and leave you alone. So there's that. Now, I'm going to give you the football reason why he would come here. You just hit the nail on the head. He's played for one team for 20 years. That's all he's ever known. And there's one way that you could cement yourself as the true GOAT if you came to a different team that loaded the wagons on a roster to make a run and go win a world championship in a different city because you will have then done that without Bill Belichick. That's the only thing you have left to prove if you're Tom Brady. That and waiting for your first ballot to go in the Hall of Fame. That's it. That's right. All right? So that's the main football reason if he is the competitor I believe him to be. I agree with you. I agree with you there. All right. I think I have an interesting take. Uh, I'm going to let y'all vote on it. Okay. (laughs) Who do you think is having – so imagine two lawyers. They're building their cases to take. Do you think Bill Belichick is making the bigger case – to Tom Brady to stay in Boston? Or do you think, because Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry now have the same agent, do you think that agent is making a better story package to get those two paid and sold on Nashville? Or do you think Bill Belichick is doing a better story of selling Tom on staying in Boston? Do I think they're trying to keep Tom Brady in Boston more than I think that we're trying to keep Ryan Tannehill? Who do you think is working harder well, let me AJ say that this. has Tannehill and Henry or Belichick and Brady in and Boston. recently, uh, Ryan Tannehill had Pat Dye Jr. He moved to CAA. Yep. And that is where Derrick Henry is. But that is also John Robinson's agency. So there's an important, if you're if we're drawing lines to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we truly know what Bill Belichick is thinking because he is very nonchalant about a lot of things. I would think if he loves Tom Brady like I think he probably does, he would want him to stay and try something a little. Sometimes change is necessary. I agree. They say it's inevitable, but sometimes it's necessary. Do you think, though, that Bill Belichick is feeling the same way that you just mentioned Tom Brady is feeling that as a player, as being the greatest of all time, you know, a lot of people say that he would coach someone else to yeah, start him and win a world championship that he, because that all he that's all he has left to prove. Right. That he would prove it's the system. It's well, my coaching. It's me. And I'm going to prove it by putting another quarterback in here and winning another Super well, Bowl. I'm going to tell you something right now. If I'm Bill Belichick, the minute that Tom Brady goes somewhere else and goes to the house, I'm going to the house because I've won six <laughs> championships. Yeah. I've yeah. won a ton of games. I have nothing to prove and I'm going to go retire and enjoy myself. Yeah, I, I think Belichick has a case for himself without Tom Brady, though. I mean, you have Jimmy G, Tom Brady's backup, comes in when Tom's th- thumb is out, helps them, goes to the 49ers, goes to the Super Bowl. Yes, he loses. Jacoby Brissett did not have a bad year at the Colts, was not expecting to be a starter this year. Andrew Luck retires out of nowhere. Jacoby Brissett has to carry it. Right. Like, those are two recent backups under Tom Brady, under Bill Belichick, that have had proven success. The great thing is is we have a, a little bit more time to talk about this stuff because it's a little less than a month away before the new fiscal year, March 18th, at 3 o'clock Central Time. That is when the crazy part starts. There's a 48-hour window leading up to that where you can legally tamper with another guy's, you know, uh, player to to negotiate a contract in this. The next thing that happens, the Combine's next week in Indianapolis, so we look at 337 draftees potentially. And then next week also is the first open date window where you can either franchise or transition tag players 
This is the part of the NFL season that gets interesting for me because this is how everything's built, and it's done in incremental parts. That's right. Um, we have been talking the never-ending argument of Tannehill or Tom Brady and Tom Brady versus uh, Bill Belichick. And um, I, I am Brittany Wench. We've got Avery Harder and Rhett Bryan of Titans Radio together. We all make up Step 1 Learn Sports, which is a podcast right here on 104.5. Um, we just dropped our newest podcast uh, minutes ago um, in during the last break. And um, our conversation of the NFL, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, will continue next on 104.5 The Zone. Zone. Ryan Albanese has been killing it with this music. I am always so intrigued to see which, like when we work with Ryan A. Mudd or whatever producer we're working with for the night, what kind of vibe they're going to set. Because some people kind of carry on like the rock theme that tends to stick around with 3HL or mix it up. But I'm here for this. Uh, This is the Big Six. I am Brittany Wench in studio with Avery Harder. We are the podcast Step One Learn Sports here on 104.5 The Zone. We release um, a bi-monthly, I guess you would call it, podcast um, here on 104.5. You can find it anywhere that you get your podcasts, whether Spotify, iTunes, 104.5thezone.com. It all lives there. We actually just released our newest podcast today. Uh, we recorded it right before we came in studio to host the Big Six. Uh, Jason Martin is out for the night. So we are in and filling in for him right before the break. We were talking about Derrick Henry, who was recently on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast. He had a conversation with Will Compton and Taylor Lewan, and they had asked him about uh, Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady. Who would he want to be his quarterback? And I thought he put it so beautifully where he said, why can't Tannehill be the guy? Like, he got us to the AFC Championship. Like, why can't he why, – why is the conversation not more in favor of – all the reasons Tannehill should be our quarterback. And it's more like, oh, if Tom Brady came here, like is Nashville a town that needs to have a big star like Tom Brady come in? Would you drop Ryan Tannehill just to have the opportunity to have Tom Brady? Or is the person who's on the field with him more plays than not, not backing him, not enough to embrace him as our guy. I mean, it was a one year deal. If the, Face of the franchise, Derrick Henry, embracing Ryan Tannehill and asking why not him? What is that enough for Nashville? Is that what they need, or do they are they chasing after? You know, when Taylor Lewan got his giant contract, he was in Boss Hog stuff. Do they need that celebrity pizzazz? I mean, Ryan Tannehill, if he walked by you on the street, you would not know it was him. I want to I want to open up the phone lines right now 615-737-1045. We're taking your calls as a fan. If you had the option, would you take Tom Brady or would you take Ryan Tannehill and why? I want I want you to defend your answer because I've had this conversation with many people, my father being one of them. Uh he seems to believe that there's no way we'll keep Ryan Tannehill. Now mind you, he also <laughs> is from Chicago and doesn't understand kind of I feel like the loyalty that Nashville has to their players. Think about how long we stuck with Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and a, a lot of people honestly are still wanting him to be on the team, but I guarantee you the second that that clock hit zero in Kansas City, that he got on a plane and went to Hawaii, did not even <laughs> look back. I mean, he served his time. He got him to the playoffs a couple years. 
But, I mean, there's some loyalty definitely to some players here. They, I mean, ever since the franchise has been here, Nashville has embraced it. So why not embrace a homegrown player, which you can argue Ryan Tannehill is not since he was at the Dolphins for so long. But he came in a backup to Mariota, took him to the AFC Championship. Why is that not enough? Why do you, do you need more? I agree. Uh, we have JC from Nashville. Uh, he's picking Tannehill. And JC, please do tell us why you're on the big six. Well, for one thing, I think that Nashville has always been a place where you've got these musicians that move here because they know people aren't going to mess with them or mess with them at dinner and ask for their autograph. I don't think we're the big city that wants a guy like a Tom Brady. Why? First and foremost, we don't have the offensive line to protect him, and he doesn't have the uh, – he's not as agile as Tannehill, so I think he'd get crushed. And why do we need him? Tannehill's a great quarterback. I think it's crazy for us to even think about it. I mean, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but we don't need him. Thank you. Thanks, JC. I agree with you. Um, my only thing is the argument, the counter-argument that I've heard is his inconsistency. And is it just the system that, that Mike Vrabel has kind of created? Was it luck? Was it um, uh, Derrick Henry? You know, was it just this magic that was put in a bottle for this last season that made him the way that he was? Um, but we have Mike from Antioch, who's also picking Tannehill. Mike, you're on the big six. Hey, how's it going? Listen, um, I come from a big market city. I'm from New York City originally, but I've been here since 05. And I am a diehard Titans fan. They break my heart every year. And the way Tannehill dug us out of that grave we were in in the beginning is when we were 2-4, and four, this guy deserves to keep going. Why Brady? I mean, we don't want the spotlight, like, you know, like up there. We don't, we don't want that. We don't want that guy. We want Tannehill. He was the one that helped us with the season, and I think we can go forward with him, and I think next stop is Super Bowl. I mean, I agree with that. And my big thing is people are making their decision on Tannehill from his performance in Miami under head coach Adam Gase, who, my personal opinion, should not be a head coach. I mean, now he's at the Jets. Sam Darnold doesn't stand a chance. Le'Veon Bell doesn't stand a chance. He didn't have any weapons in Miami. He didn't have the O-line that you have in Nashville. And it's not Ryan Tannehill's fault that he might need a few weapons to make it to the AFC championship game. You know, no one can do it all. Tom Brady, his defense stepped up this year. He, he had no offensive weapons for receivers. And his defense stepped up and saved them and got them as far as they did. Like, no one can do it alone. And I think Tannehill is just as capable. We got a lot of Tannehill love on here, and I am here for it. We have Eric from Nashville who says Tannehill all day. Eric, you're on the big six. Yeah, you know, you got to go with Tannehill, man, because at this point right now, uh, Tom Brady is on his way out. I mean, you're going to have to design an offense that's going to work around him if you want to get success out of him. I think Tannehill proved himself, you know, throughout this year. Granted, he didn't have to do a large part, you know, because of Derrick Henry, but at the end of the day, I don't think that Tannehill's ever been put in a position to where he could actually be the kind of quarterback that he can be. So, yeah, i got to go with uh, Tannehill all day long. Thank you so much, Eric. I, you know, I think you bring up a really good point, too. Um, you know, thinking about Tom Brady, I feel like everyone's always going to think of Tom Brady and they're going to think Patriots, even if he is a Titan. It's just going to yeah. be weird to see him in a Titans jersey if he ends up coming here. But Tannehill, I think regardless of 
his past teams and his history, I think if he if 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 we sign him to maybe a longer deal, if he's here for a longer time, I see more of a future at the Titans here for him than I would see Brady. You know, Brady has a what few years left. I mean, he's timeless at this point, but um yeah, I see Tannehill more long term than I do see Tom Brady. Um however, we do have some callers who are here to defend Tom Brady. James from the borough. Tell me why you want to see hey Tom guys. Brady in a Titans jersey. All right, so here's check this out. I got the ultimate layout here how I think we should do this. Bring it. <laughs> okay, so we franchise tag Tannehill. Uh-huh. We trade him to a quarterback needy team for a hopefully first round pick, if not a second. You sign Brady to a two year deal. This city loves Marcus Mariota. Keep Marcus. Let him learn two years behind Brady. And then when Brady rides off in the sunset, hopefully with a world championship for Tennessee, Marcus comes in and takes over. What do you think about that? That's going to be a hard no for me. I don't. Uh, Mariota's been learning for five years. I, I mean, learning behind Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not the quarterback whisperer. Bill Belichick is the quarterback whisperer. James, it's a hot take, and I appreciate you calling in on it. Uh, if that works out, we will give you the claim to fame for predicting that future. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we have another James in Mount Juliet who's also defending Tom Brady. James, you're on the big six. Hey, um, I would like to say Brady's going to come if any of those two are going to come because Brable played with Brady. That's, that's a, it is, that's that's a fact. A, that yeah, is a fact. Uh-huh. He definitely did. Is that, is that our, is that your, uh, your main reason why yeah. he's going to, why Tom Brady's coming here? Well, well, yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, you got a connection. They have that connection. He knows Vrabel and Vrabel knows him. Coaches go after players that they know. They don't go after somebody who they don't know. And Brady has the GOAT. He's got that clout. You bring him here, you're going to stay forever. James, I agree with you on the fact that they have played together before. You automatically already have that respect value uh, with Vrabel because they've been together before. Um, I think, in my mind, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm thinking Nashville. Does Nashville want Tom Brady is is my, my main question uh, I think there are many reasons why Nashville seems to be the only answer for Tom Brady if he's thinking of elsewhere outside of Boston. I'm um, going to add in a quick question here for the people pro Tannehill. Is there any scared part in the back of your mind that you think Tannehill is going to be similar to a Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles took the Jags to the AFC Championship against the Patriots, lost by one touchdown, and then we see how that worked out. Do you think that Ryan Tannehill is one and done? Interested to see if that's your reason for being pro Tom Brady. The phone lines are lighting up, and we will get to your calls after our break. 615-737-1045. Our conversation about Tannehill or Tom Brady is a hot one, and it is going to continue next on 104.5 The Zone. have made it to the final segment of the big six i'm Brittany wench in studio with avery harder 
you're in for Jason Martin tonight. We are the podcast Step One Learn Sports. It's the podcast that bridges the gap between pop culture and sports. We've been filling in for you all hour. If you like what you've been listening to, you can find us on 1045thezone.com where our podcasts are. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at S1LS Podcast. Honestly, you can't not find us. You would have to go out of your way to avoid listening to us. And that was our goal. We have been talking the never-ending, what seems to be the biggest topic right now is Tom Brady or Ryan Tannehill. And the conversation came up with us tonight because Derek Henry, Derek Henry was recently on Bustin' with the Boys and said, uh, why can't it be Tannehill? Why is everyone so hyped up? I mean, these were not his words exactly. I'm paraphrasing a bit. But Tom Brady is obviously the greatest of all time. But as uh, as Nashville, do we want Tom Brady? Do you think Tom Brady's going to be here? Uh, we've been talking for majority of the show about that, and our phone lines are lit up. Please jump in, 615-737-1045. We want to hear from you. We go now to Matt in South Nashville. He has been waiting a very long time. Matt, you are a Tannehill lover all yeah. the way. First, I want to say I love your podcast, lady. You do a great job. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. I'm going to dive a little bit into the scheme and the reasons why I don't think they're going to bring Brady in, and I promise I'll make it fast. Break it down. All right. Over the last 10 years, uh, the defenses have been getting, getting smaller and faster to combat Chiefs aerial attacks. You know, not just the Chiefs, but uh, small ball passing NFL. If you go back a couple years ago to when John Robinson first uh, signed on as GM of the team, he set out right that his strategy was to make the team bigger, and um, stronger, and out physical. And we hear that phrase a lot of the time, but the Titans are the rare team that actually is that way. If you look at who he's drafted, Conklin, um, Derrick Henry, you know, uh, big, big physical people. The entire offense is built around outsizing these smaller and smaller defenses. So you look at the offense, it's a physical running game. Um, these defenses getting smaller, the reasons Titans and Ravens and other running teams had so much success. Granted, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. but it, um, So the whole offense is built around Derrick Henry, and then Tannehill turning his back to the defense and play-actioning 15 to 20 times per game. If you bring Brady in, you're basically scrapping everything we built on offense over the last few years. Because is Brady going to feel comfortable turning his back to the defense 20 times a game and running just play action? Or are they going to have to bring in a whole new offense and build it around Brady? Thank you guys so much. Matt, thank you so much. We really appreciate the compliment about the podcast also. Yeah, I wonder... You know, he said that Robinson, one of his big goals was to draft and develop a big team. You know, Jeffrey Simmons, big Jeff, huge dude that they drafted last year. And Vrabel, before every single game, is on the ground doing uh, push-ups before every game and going head-to-head with the O-line and D-linemen. Can you see him making Tom Brady just ram into him? Can you imagine Tom Brady getting yoked because of that? Well, no, Tannehill's the dude. No, well, and you and you bring up a good point too, Avery. Um, you know, one thing that I've thought about, you know, they always say you can't teach an old dog a new trick. Yeah. I'm not calling him an old dog by any means, but what I'm what I've been thinking about is so he has been in the same uh the same system for twenty years under the same coach. You're telling me that if we were to get him here, 
in Nashville, if we were to get Tom Brady here in Nashville, that he would be ready to kind of rebuild the way that he approaches an offense. Like he is going to, obviously I know he's worked with Mike Rabel before, but he's going to come into Nashville and he's going to be so ready to just, yep, you tell me what to do. Somebody of his stature is going to be so ready to be coached by somebody new and kind of start over. And Mike Rabel's a defensive again. coach. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I just think the mindset for him is I, I he, Granted, he's a very he's got a lot of respect for Vrabel, I'm sure. But coming in and starting over to me, I I just don't see that with him. Um, we go now to Mike in Smyrna. Are you kidding me, Tannehill? Mike, you're on the Big Six. Hey, good evening, ladies. Um, I just the analogy that I have is that the people wanting Tom Brady, the Titans fans, they're like a guy or girl that's just asked. Ever since their last boy or girlfriend left, named Steve McNair, please just send me a decent, consistent, good person. <laughs> and we we have that, and now we have a chance to have a fling with the supermodel, and we're ready to throw this, finally, the answer to our prayers aside. And, and I just, it's got to be Tannehill. And can I just say, it's, uh, the guy that said, Franchise him, uh, you know, trade him. Let Marcus <laughs> learn behind. Look, guys, look, no one wanted Marcus to succeed more than I did. My kid loved him, had his fat head on his wall. I held out, held out until the Denver game, and I was at mile high. And then when Tannehill came in, and now even my boy has tore the fat head off of the wall. <laughs> oh. And he's got a Tannehill jersey. Marcus is done in Nashville. I love the guy. It's just. He needs a new scenery, and, and we need a new quarterback, and it's Tannehill. Thank you. Mike, I agree with you. I More than having Tannehill here, I would love to see Marcus succeed with another team. As a wide receiver. As a wide receiver. I would love to see him succeed elsewhere. You know, there was uh, talks that he might be going to uh, the Bears, Chicago Bears. Oh, Trubisky can't get him the ball, so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who it's going to be over there. Uh, speaking of Marcus, we go now to Marcus. He is uh, a ten- Could it be Marcus Mariota calling? To yes. Tell us? Do you have an opinion? I think Marcus Mariota is calling us right now to tell us that he wants Tanhill. Marcus, you are on with the big six. What's going on? What's hey. going on? This is, Mar- this is your Uber King, Marcus McLean Jones. I just want to say that every time the Tennessee gets like something very big, let's say we go to the- we went to the Super Bowl, we broke everything up. We do not need to break this team up. We don't need no Brady. Just leave it the same as it is. And, and, and uh, don't get them folks their money because Tannehill did his thing this year. And it's bottom line. We don't need Brady up here. We don't, I don't really trust a quarterback to kiss his kids in the mouth anyway. But that's just my opinion. So, uh, uh, literally kiss his kids all the way in the mouth. So, i just sorry. And it, it was a boy. So, I'm sorry. I, I hope I didn't make nobody mad there. But I can't trust Brady being in Nashville. He ain't going to make us no better. And then he only here for a couple of years. As soon as, he, as soon as the wind blows, he'll be going somewhere else. Let's keep Tanning Hill and let's let him retire here. He done did his thing. Everybody else, shut up and quit playing. This is Mark Quit Playing Jones, uh, your Uber King in Nashville. I'll holler. Look, y'all, we don't need no Brady. And I got to say, <laughs> the only thing better than maybe winning with Tom Brady's quarterback is beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. You want him to stay there. And you want to take Tannehill up there and you want to squash him. Yeah. Here's the thing. We have struggled for how many years with Marcus as our quarterback? Just like the the um the roller coaster of emotion that we have had with hoping, especially this season, with hoping that he is going to deliver for us. I mean, we talked about this before the season even started, and we were like, 
We've got Tannehill and we've got Marcus. Are we going to see kind of a shift in who our starting quarterback is going to be? And we hung on to him for so, so long. And now we finally have something that's been working and a system that's been going. I have a really hard time thinking that we could potentially break that up. I just feel like as Nashville, as a city, we are going to want to just grab him and Derrick Henry and keep everybody the way that they are. And it thrills here and he ain't going nowhere. Uh, Avery, this has been a blast. This hour has flown by. Uh, if you as listeners love what you have been hearing, we have a podcast called Step One Learn Sports. It is a bi-weekly podcast. We release one every other Wednesday. We just released one today. So if you like what you have been hearing and you want to hear more of us, go ahead and head on over to 1045thezone.com. You can listen to our podcast there, Spotify, iTunes. We are on Twitter at S1LS Podcast. This has been The Big Six. I'm Brittany Wench. I'm Avery Harder. Michael Zemuller up next.